This is RV on Business. Ryan Boyson, welcome to back to High FM. Ah, good uh, afternoon, RV. Thanks uh, for your time and uh, hi to your listeners. Great. Ryan, we're basically halfway through the year, a little bit more. I think if you and I had to take some money and go down to Monte Cassino and put it on some machine and just spin it, we might be a little bit more accurate than most people are in predicting what's going to happen with the RAND for the rest of the year. Is that an unfair <laughs> statement? I think uh, I think it's quite fair, Avi. I think uh, at the moment it's it's been very topsy-turvy and there's a lot of negativity around. I think uh, at the moment globally and locally we are caught, the RAND is caught in the perfect storm. And that's why you've seen this uh, this weakness to uh, you know back towards COVID levels. There's no doubt about it. But maybe let's just go back to you know what is often mentioned: fundamentals. Where are our fundamentals in the RAND before we start talking about anything else? Look, Avi, I think at the moment our current account surplus is in positive ter- territory, obviously, and um, and and that points to commodities still being supportive of uh, of, of our economy. Um, I think that uh, fundamentally, load shedding locally is um, is a negative and a detractor, and I do think that uh, the ANC elective conference that is uh, coming up at the end of the year has definitely started stirring up and uh, and started heating up with uh, with all sorts of revelations coming out on 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 the Ramaphosa uh, dollars <laughs> and the mattresses and so on and uh, and you know all that fundamentally is uh, is is the local picture of the rand. We are currently undervalued against the dollar by about 17%, but that's really just been um, uh, a function of the, the massive weakening that we've seen since the, uh, since the second half of April. You know, so I, you know, one thing I do is I follow the currency um, quite a lot. And, and the beauty about the currency is that it's actually quite stable. Um, you remember those days we used to have those big pendulum swings one way or another, and then slowly it would retract. We seem to move, but within a very small margin. Is that still the case? So, Avi, you are correct in saying that we do. Besides, besides the big spikes that we've uh, that we've seen in the past and that we are currently ex- uh, experiencing, we we tend to move in quite a tight band. That band does have an upward slant, so uh, a weakening slant over a number of years. So there is a, a, a sort of underlying weakness. Um, that that sort of comes through to the rand, and that's really just because we are a, a net importer of goods, and uh, naturally with inflation, the rand will weaken over a period of time. But you are correct in saying that uh, we do follow a sort of trend in a tight band, and we generally do pull back into that band after seeing extreme strength or extreme weakness. You know, I'm looking at a chart now for the US dollar to the South African rand for ten years. And it really goes from about eight rand to the dollar, and then it spikes in 2020 to about 19. And, and, you know, we're sort of climbing up there again, unfortunately, at the moment. But as a currency, does the rand not punch above its weight? Do people really, you know, see that there's substantial business within the country, well-run, well-managed, well-regulated, and sort of the rand gets a chance to dance at a party that it otherwise would not be invited to. Obviously, that's an interesting point. I think you are correct in saying that we our economy is probably punching above an emerging market economy in terms of our regulation, in terms of the good business that we run uh, internally. 
I think that we do have negative detractors of that in terms of uh, load shedding and our political environment. But I do think that, um, you know, that what, what comes with the RAND is, is the fact that we are so, such a liquid currency and that we do uh, often get used as, uh, as, 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 the, as a beta currency for, for, for other risks. And, um, and the reason we also, or, or the reason we see these extreme weaknesses and extreme, extreme strengthening in, uh, in, in times of uncertainty is because we are used as a risk on risk off uh, currency. So we see a lot of hot money coming in and out. Um, and yes, I suppose that gives us um, some status uh, in the global environment um, of being liquid enough to dabble in and liquid enough to to manage risks with. Ryan, does the old, you know, the, or the pre the, the statement that the rand is the most traded in emerging market currency, does that still hold true? Uh, I'd need to go and check the stats, but if it's not the most, then it uh, this could be very close to the top. Avi, I, I definitely think that we are very close to the top on that uh, on that list. Good. Ryan, so I, I've got a whole lot of questions to ask you, but people clearly have got their own ideas as, as to what they all want to ask you. Clearly, a lot of people have just sent their children overseas on summer programs, summer camps, and I think one or two on, on different in, um, education initiatives. And what they're moaning about is that the ongoing sending of spending money and tuition fees and um, living costs is a hit and miss where it gets more and more expensive in rand, but the dollar or the you know, it's people saying shekel and people and euro um, prices tend to stay the same. How do people try to, how do they bullets, bulletproof themselves against current currency fluctuation in a scenario like that where you've got a, a, a child overseas and you need to send money on an ongoing basis? Well, Avi, I think um, the best way is obviously to uh, peg a rate at which you are happy to send money across. If you are happy with that, uh, you need to go and find a service provider that would be willing to give you a willing to give you a forward cover line based on some collateral, right. and then we'll. Uh, sorry, Avi. You can go go ahead. Yeah, and um, and and on the back of that, you could fix that rate for the year or for the period that your kid is uh, is abroad and and needs some pocket money and obviously tuition and 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 so on and so forth. At the moment, you know, I would say peg a rate of between fifteen fifty and sixteen, and if the if the rand is in that sort of uh, in that zone, um, you need to go and find yourself somebody that can help you to peg that rate to hedge that rate so that you continue sending out money um, within a sort of budgeted rate, if if I can put it to you that way. So Regent wants to know, who are those people that can peg the rate for you? <laughs> so generally, uh, people go to banks to, to send their money offshore. Um, at, uh, at DG Capital, we actually help private individuals to, to hedge their offshore investments um, at the start of the year. Um, and, and we take a collateral on the back of that. So we, we channel the, the transaction through a bank. But yes, we are one of the, one of the guys that you could go to. Uh, we, are, uh, we are classified as an intermediary. There are other businesses like ourselves that could, uh, that could potentially help you. Not many uh, businesses are geared uh, to be able to assist private individuals in, uh, in, in making sure that they can hedge their currency outflows. Um, you know, that is one of our competitive advantages. Great. So, Ryan, 
two questions before I let you go. What do you see the RAND doing for the rest of the year? So, Avi, I think um, for the rest of the year, uh, another six months, I just want to backtrack quickly. At the start sure. of the year, I, I picked a range of uh, 1475, 15, uh, 1750. I think we've covered the, 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 the wideness of the range. I got, uh, I got crucified for uh, picking such a wide range, but we've gone down to 1440 already, and, uh, and we're right up at 1720 as, uh, as we speak. And um, realistically, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's sort of the top of my range, more or less. So I think we could possibly go up to that 17, uh, 1750 level. I think the RAND could remain under pressure for the next quarter or so. Very dependent on US inflation numbers, uh, to be honest with you. I think if we see inflation numbers in the States uh, starting to come off and, uh, and, 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 and drive slightly lower, then you'll probably see that the market becomes a little bit more risk, develop more of a appetite for risk, yeah. and uh, and you'll see the rand and other emerging markets benefiting from that. And I think that we could probably uh, go down towards uh, uh, 1580 by year end. I think that we are under pressure for the next quarter, and then I think in the last quarter, right, and, right into the year end, I see that the rand probably strengthens on the back of slightly more favourable global um, global environment and global factors. Fantastic. Ryan, how do people get hold of you? Well, they can uh, email us at uh, forex at dgcapital.co.za and uh, they're welcome to give me a shout uh, if they want to discuss uh, expatriating money or um, uh, us servicing them on imports or exports um, at 071-881-5100. Fantastic, Brian. As always, thank you for coming on and thank you for just giving such a clear explanation and, uh, you know, just sort of putting people's minds at rest as to what one can expect. And that South Africa is not imploding. It's a solid, you know, economy. It's got certainly got its challenges. And hopefully, as time goes by, we will arm those out. Brian Boyson from DG Capital, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Avi. Thanks for your time. Keep well. Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will speak to you next week.